shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech Podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. Welcome to episode 27 of the Adventures in Tech Podcast. I am Andrew. And I am Dan. And once again, we're excited you're on this venture with us. If you like the content, like us, help us out by providing feedback and a rating. Uh, wherever you download your podcast from, we're get, definitely gaining some traction in that area. We greatly appreciate your support. So, Dan, before we get into exciting news, and there's a lot going on, uh, I'm not going to do a would you rather. I'm going to do a this or that. I'm going to make it really tough on you. You're just making me come in cold with this, aren't yep. you? Yep, yep. Are you ready? I'm just thinking of black sheep right now. <laughs> okay. You can get with this or, or you, that. You can get with that. Don't give me things to like. Now I gotta produce that. You know, like in the background, just like last week with Eminem. Anyways, you ready? Netflix or YouTube? Ah, yes, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. You know, when we talk, and this is going into my mind about streaming and everything like that. Netflix or YouTube? Um. I would have to say Netflix. Yeah? Yeah, I mean... I know you have the YouTube TV, right? I so. do have YouTube. Well, are you talking about that or just YouTube? I mean... I guess I really was encompassing everything YouTube-related. Okay. Well, I think then I'd have to go with YouTube. I oh, mean, I enough. love my YouTube TV. Best thing ever was cutting the cable cord. Yep, um, cut the cord. Thank you, you haven't for, done Thank it, you for that. pushing me I over did. that edge. I and, did. That was, uh, it was in like August. You were texting me like, how do I do this? I got to do it. This I'm, was a I'm couple so of years done. ago, oh, it was too. like four or five, right? Yeah. I mean, it was pre-pandemic, and I was like, oh, Dan, you just got to do it. It's the greatest thing ever. I don't have that triple play headache uh, through Spectrum, Optimum, Time Warner, or whatever they are now. Cable Vision, I can't even keep track. But even YouTube, you know, itself, I mean, I... I'm on YouTube all the time when I'm trying to figure out how to do something or Correct. how to make something yep. or, or just, I mean, no better way than to actually watch someone doing it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I would have to agree. And, you know, on the premise of Netflix now announcing recently that they are going to crack down on password sharing, which uh, has obviously cut into their bottom line come January, uh, I think that YouTube is just going to continue to grow. And if you need support in cutting the cord, Andrew can help you out. You're going to put out a hotline? I'll put out a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. All right. Before we get to classroom updates, a couple things coming up. Uh, NiceGate convening November 19th through the 22nd. We will be broadcasting live, have multiple guests. We're going to start working on that as far as who we will be interviewing up there. Definitely people all from uh, different companies as well as uh, educational technology people in that field uh, throughout the entire conference, people that you may follow on Twitter. We are still uh, kind of working on all of that. And it is free to join, so please make sure you join NiceGate. A lot of good things. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of conferences, there's another one that's coming up in December. Yeah, we December talk about it. Go 12th. ahead. Um, so that would be the Ditch Summit. So yes. all of our... Um, with uh, Matt Miller, Ditch That Textbook, the Digital Summit. It's a free online summit that will run from December 12th to January 6th, and you'll get over 80 presentations, um, that uh, video presentations that you'll have access to. It is definitely awesome to check out and see some of these, and it's definitely done, you know, Matt does it so that it's, he, he calls it PD the best way, couch, PJs, and on your time. Right, that hits the three check boxes, and it's over 
uh, the break. So you do have time. We know how crazy the holiday season is for everybody as they celebrate, you know, their different holiday traditions. But it goes through January 6th. You'll have the access to them. All of them are free. And, Dan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make your mind blown. Oh, I was going to make your mind blown. We know one of the speakers is our good old uh, friend, Amanda Sandoval. Sandoval. Yes. yes, I'm very excited for that. So uh, the speaker list has been announced. Definitely check out DitchSummit.com. Holly Clark's another big one from there. Uh, as well. Uh, all of them are, all honestly, yep. you know, but uh, they are, uh, it's definitely something to check out. Ditch Summit, there's always, even if you get one thing to take away from it, it's so worth it. So Ditch Summit is the way to go. Okay, the other thing I want to talk about is, and this came out of Ditch Summit, if I recall. It did. It did. So, that was such a great uh, session. It was. So uh, Nate Ridgway, right, is, he has the author of a book. Uh, Matt Miller helped him with it. Uh, it is called Breaking the Blockbuster Model. And this is going to be kind of, I don't want to say our theme for the year, but it's kind you of. You can say it. I can say it? You can say it. I know last week I said something I wasn't supposed to, so I got Dan's permission. I'm all right now. So Breaking the Blockbuster Model, Using Ed Tech and Accessibility to See What's Next in Classrooms. We always have to have the foresight or the forward thinking to see What's going on? Because we have to keep up with our students. And whether it's YouTube, Netflix, streaming, and we're going to get into all this at a, a later time, and we'll definitely do an episode on this model, okay? 21st century skills, the way the kids are thinking and, and the activities that they are going to be expected as they move into the workforce is huge. So we have to kind of have a baseline of where to go from as what is good pedagogy mm -hmm. in this kind of model and breaking that blockbuster model. We, Dan and I were just talking, you know, in a pre-show meeting that, you know, he says I lead them blind, but don't, don't be fooled folks. <laughs> right. <laughs> pre-show meeting, like we were talking about blockbuster and video source. If you lived in, you know, in the Hudson Valley area and some of those other ones yeah, that video treats, Video treats, like we were like, oh, let's find images of that and, you know, just to bring it back. But we did, just to, to recap, there is still one blockbuster left in Bend, Oregon, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there is one, and they, uh, they're they a family-run franchise thing. Uh, they do, I think it's called, I forgot what the webpage is, but we'll put it in the Bend Blockbuster or blockbusterbend.com. Check it out. But that is going to be our theme. I got Dan Roberto's approval, so we're all set with that. All right. All right, so first thing, the weekly wind-up. I want to talk about, I saw this. Did you see this student work scanner? Dan, have you had a chance to look at it? I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so. A smart student work scanner. Yeah, so Monica Burns is another oh, yes. uh, big, big ed tech person, mm -hmm. and she kind of shared this out. Um, a smart student work scanner for teachers. So basically, it goes through an app, and it's, called Graded Plus, and it basically uh, can, you're going to see, I'm not going to go into deep, you know, with the article, but it, how it can impact your workflow and formative assessment routines, you know, throughout the school year, right? So it'll, it's scanning the work. So if you do not have the access to the digital environment all the time, this is what we kind of want to look at, right? You scan the work, you can uh, give them the quick points, you can name the assessment, and it's all data organized. And that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. It's on Apple. It's on Google Play. Uh, it's an app. So if you need to scan it, and then it, it's already con it's connected. The student data lives in Google's cloud, and it's connected to your existing Google Classroom. So it basically, just to summarize, then you guys can dive deep into this if you want. It lets you instantly scan, analyze, and save handwritten student work directly to your Google Drive, which can be important, mm -hmm. especially if 
your activity cannot be just all digitized. We don't want something on the substitution level. If it's going to take something where uh, it's not going to hit the modification and redefinition level, uh, a little bit of augmentation, but it's going to just be something you need to do this activity. Don't make it digital just to make it digital. Right. Right. That's mm -hmm. that's our premise. We're not just going to substitute something. That's not that's reinventing the wheel, but it's not really reinventing it. It's just substituting it. Do the do the handwritten thing. That's important still skill. Right. And then it'll scan, analyze and save that work into the drive. You have unlimited pretty much as an educator. And then it's all graded, and you can keep track of responses with the app. There's problem solving in math classrooms and short response writing in ELA. So it's a great alternative to using those lots of multiple choice questions to check for understanding, and it'll give you that quick formative assessment. Can I move on? Do I need to spend more time? Who needs more, more strategies in those small groups? It's a great tool for your formative assessment right. data. So as I'm looking at how it works, you can set up your – assessments in the app and you can even connect it to standards um, set yeah. the point value for it and then as you go through and scan for each class it's going to scan the image of the written work and then if you've hand graded you hand grade it you put the point value on it it's going to be able to pull that point value out and then um, attach it to the students and that's where you get all that formative assessment data from yeah so definitely something to to check out uh, Dr. Monica Burns, again, we will share her blog um, and everything. Follow her on Twitter, and you will get a lot of these uh, tools. She's got a lot of free stuff, and I believe she's a former Ditch Summit speaker mm -hmm. as well. So uh, definitely something to check out. The Student Work Scanner, it's called. Uh, it's provided by Graded Plus. Well, Graded Plus, and it's uh, sponsored by Solved. Um, so check it out. Now, the next thing, <laughs> I'm excited. So Dan is, let me just, this is not even a classroom update, but Dan has been working very hard at something that has to do with broadcasting news, right? And that's great because we've done a lot of those different things with green screen and do ink and, and everything. And Dan found something that, again, it's like we're dusting it off. It's almost I, like. I, and I know it's been out for a while. Yeah. I just, I. I was things so change. Things change and I've been resistant to to even go down the road of this thing because yeah. i remember it making me nauseous in the past yeah so <laughs> every time i hear that word i'm like whoa yeah you know the thing is like these ed tech companies and honestly i don't think we looked at it since pre-pandemic if i remember correctly dan uh you know this next application and they 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 up their game just like Google and, and Microsoft and everybody has uh, as well from coming out of the pandemic. And it's now Dan's favorite tool, and it does have use before we get into where this is all <laughs> relatable and connecting the dots. Uh, we're not just like, you know, off on a tangent here. Sometimes we're, you know, off the rails. But um, Prezi, talk Prezi. to us, Dan. Prezi. Prezi. So Prezi, as Andrew mentioned, really – um, upped its game and I am going to be honest it's been up for a while it just has not been on and cross the radar it, it hasn't been on my radar but they have all it's it's no longer just that you know I create that presentation like a like a slide deck and then I can zoom in and out and in in and out yeah what was that called remember we used to be on the max oh the Ken Burns effect yeah remember that and we just go <laughs> um but there's like it seems like Prezi kind of incorporated a lot with Canva but mm. can't not with Canva but right. Canva style of being able to have these templates where you can create different things as infographics book reports lesson plans um 
and then also how to present a project, creating social media posts. And it does allow for those Prezi effects that we're right. all used to in these, um, in these templates. But they've also put in a Prezi design. And what I got really excited about was Prezi video. Yeah. Um, they have their own video player and their own video creation tools that are really slick. Yeah. Um, and I think about how sometimes when we're designing asynchronous lessons or we're um, even going synchronous in a webinar yep. as a PD purpose or if we're teaching online, um, sometimes those you know, those, the interactions through a Google meet or a zoom call are, are not that great. And they're it's not, not personal, right? And it's not personal. It's not engaging. So with the Prezi video player, it allows you to, as you're in your video conference, being able to fully present, um, a slide deck with your video right in the slide deck. So and it's it, like a green screen without a green screen. Just you're, it's you're, the only, the, you're not getting the actual image of a green screen. Right. You know, that's the only difference. And, and there's a lot of different toggling tools where you can put your presentation full screen. You can put picture in picture. You can get rid of your video or you can do what's called um, a transparent effect where it removes the background from any of your slides and leaves all the text and pictures up and your video is behind it. So if right. you carefully use their templates, you can do some really engaging um, asynchronous video lessons with the Prezi video. Yeah, and for, you know, it's not going to replace green screen depending upon what you're using a green screen effect for. However, it does, it's going to make things more efficient because if you use that transparency or, or whatnot, you have the image behind you without having to do all the editing mm -hmm. and bringing the image in and, you know, uh, using the chroma key, you know, for, for the green screen. So... And it's going to simplify it. And with the Prezi video and the Prezi design and the new Prezi present, um, it, it links to a lot of the different platforms. So you can upload PowerPoints right into it. You yep. can upload your, your Google slide decks right into it and let the magic go. And it and correct me if I'm wrong, it's very seamless with not only Google Meet, but uh, Zoom. And Teams. And Teams, right. So all three of the... The main players, let's say, in... And WebEx. And WebEx. So there you go. Uh, all four of them. Uh, in the web conferencing world, it will work. And I'm sure as it continues to evolve and update, we will make sure we're on top of that mm -hmm. and, and share the information. Now, the funny part about all this, <laughs> okay, and I was going to drop this on him, but you I You should have. You really should have. Uh, you know, as Dan... You can, is it get, you can get with this or you can get with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dan, that's old news. <laughs> no, but so basically Google Workspace is, is updating uh, information and basically they're heavily investing in uh, immersive connections uh, trying to make communication more seamless, smart canvas, you know, and collaboration kind of experiences, you know, with that. So the big thing that they are doing is with Google Meet, they keep bridging that gap because in the work, you know, workspace, even us, you know, as, as we mm -hmm. meet with the different educators across the state, country, world, county, and buildings, uh, you're having those immersive connections for these in-person meetings when they're virtual, right? Because it just makes things easy. So they're coming out with like automatic lighting adjustment. We know mm. noise reduction, right? All those things. Now, what do they come up with? Speaker spotlight Speaker in slides. Speaker spotlight in slides. I literally dropped that. I told our, our boss, right? And then I said, hey, you know what Dan's been doing? Look at this. And he was like, oh, man. I'm like, yeah, it's like Dan has a bat phone. Google heard him. <laughs> Google heard him that he wanted something easy, right, to, to be able to do this. So- the good thing is Dan Dan's all his hard work 
is going to go forward in Prezi because it is not out yet. But basically, and, and I, it looks like it's not. It's not, not the same. It's not the same. It's not. Everything's got its own tweak. Until mm-hmm. they buy Prezi, you know, that's, <laughs> just to be honest. But uh, speaker spotlight and slides will collapse that boundary between the story and storyteller in a hybrid world by placing the speaker's video, whether it be Dan or whatever, mm-hmm. directly within their content. So in your slide deck, it's automatically going to make it nice and neat, and we're going to see and- how that comes out. It's not available just yet. It says later this year. So... so- I mean, I look at this in terms of the day-to-day applications in the classroom, and as you're really building your blended environment, mm-hmm. um, using that Prezi video doesn't have to just be in video conferences. No. You can use it to create the video. So when you're providing those instructional materials for your students, I think um, you can really make it more meaningful by utilizing some of these digital tools in order to better get your um, message across and the learning across the students. You know, it. It's always easy to go in and make a screencastify video, but then sure. immersing yourself in the content is just another step that allows for um, more engagement. And I think that's important with just, you know, as you just brought up screencastify. So licensing for screencastify has completely changed as of September 1st, I mm-hmm. believe, in that you used to get, uh, was it uh, 10? No, 30? 30, something. 30, three, 30 free videos, but only five minutes was your max. It kind of reversed it. Now yeah, you get now, 30 minutes of video, but, but 10 five, minute, 10, 10, right. 10 videos 10 max videos that you can month. save in their Screencastify dashboard. Correct. So then you have to delete them or download them and upload them. So they're changing what they're and, doing. So And, you know, you have to be aware of that change because, you know, a lot of these screen, Screencastify videos that you make, they live on because you've embedded links to them Correct. in different areas, whether it's on your web page, in your slide decks, in, in a wakelet. And then all of a sudden you, you run out of your your allotted videos. It's not that easy to go ahead and delete what, what you all the work that you have done. Yeah, and as somebody like Dan said, clicks on that link, and then it's, like, broken. Right. And then it just doesn't exist anymore. You know, you get that all snap bad <laughs> error message. So, uh, but just just be noted of that. And, and listen, if you have access to Teams and Google Meet and Zoom, and uh, you can definitely record your voice. You know, it's not exactly the same. It's going to take a little bit longer, but a lot of those are included in your regular licensing mm-hmm. fees that uh, your school district has probably purchased, uh, you know, for for the for you guys so the other thing is uh google workspace this i know uh, sheets uh, i'm a geek i understand that but it excited me yes google sheets excited me because there's now a timeline view right and we used to have to go around a funky way for this but there's a timeline view on google sheets and basically uh it's continuing that power of smart canvas and it now introduces an interactive timeline view that's going to allow you to track projects in google sheets it's just a visual layer, and it displays uh, project information stored in Sheets, such mm-hmm. as test start and end date, description, and the owner of who's you know who's supposed to be doing that. Now, is it out just yet? Mm, not yet. But to create it, just navigate to Insert Timeline, select a data range, and then configure the attributes in the Timeline Settings sidebar, and then you'll be able to be off to the races. Rapid release, gradual rollout, up to 15 days. It started uh, November 2nd. Schedule release will start November 16th. It is available for uh, uh, almost all workspace essentials, business standard, et cetera. It's not available to legacy suite, basic and business and personal Google accounts. It will not be part of. But for me, uh, I know that, you know, for Dan and myself and, and others, you know, in our area, we need to come up with a timeline and roadmap 
of implementation of the computer science and digital fluency mm-hmm. learning standards for our district specifically. So this is where my mind was going when I saw that. It's good thinking. Yeah. You know, I just Google is really putting a lot into their idea of smart chips yeah. into docs. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I know we talked about smart chips a lot, so And just to recap, um in in their docs, you'll you'll notice on your insert um button there is uh selection for smart chips and it really allows you to integrate more into that collaborative workplace like putting um, contacts for people directly into your document putting your files directly in um, calendar events uh, maps and locations so they're doing a lot with smart chips and i think it's just going to keep Mm -hmm. going so it just you know they're going to continue to uh, improve upon it as Mm -hmm. well so uh, definitely something to check out we do have that on previous episodes as well so uh, Dan, I'm going to flip. You're going to flip. Yes. So Flip.com. That's it. So Don't call no, it Flipgrid. I know. you're gonna. Get, the logo's changed. It's no longer Flipgrid. And, you know, this all came out of FlipFest. Introducing Flip. You know, so uh, if you were like, ah, I haven't done much with Flipgrid recently, and that green plus is missing, well, that's because it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So Flipgrid is now officially just called Flip. And it's just the same name. I mean, it's a new name. It's the same thing. They're just going to have a, a, a new look um, and everything. Uh, it's the same features. They're, they've added some mm-hmm. uh, some camera design uh, upgrades, right, with that. that. Uh, the group, they changed the group links, uh, templates. Uh, the home feed's going to look a little different. But overall, it's the exact same thing, except they did add the new flip camera is live. Yes, so with different effects, you know, filters, you can, yeah. So video backdrop. So another way just to create, and again, you can kind of use your screencasting in this as well. You so, can, and they've also, I mean, with the new um, renaming and re- reinventing for Flip, they did make it simpler on the web um, for working with Flip. Almost right. said Flipgrid, um, <laughs> but you'll no longer need to switch between your lead and member views. Um, it has a cleaner layout. You can manage your flip groups and topics and activities all in one place. Um, there's a global search. So if there's a top, you know, if you don't, if you had a topic somewhere and you don't remember where you posted it, it'll search um, those topics across all of your groups and topics. Um, and, and you can filter based on content. It has different group links where, you know, it'll double as a join code. There's edited captions. There's templates. There, there's all these new changes to simplify the web experience. So if you haven't checked out Flip lately, because I know just getting back into the swing of things, it's definitely something uh, to check out. And they are also now doing a lot more with translations, mm-hmm. which which helps out, um, you know, with and, and they're going to continue that. So that's that's exciting for 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 Flip as you move forward. So definitely check out Flip. And I do see that um, coming soon. Um, Flip will be available in Spanish on the mobile app. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. So um, let's talk, Dan, about – I was going to talk about Screencast-O-Matic. And, you know, it's. We, I know we're talking a lot about casting tools, but they are pretty much catching up, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, with the video lesson, online course, interactive quizzing and polls is pretty right. much what it comes down to. So – you know, again, there, these are just, there's a slew of tools out there. You have to find what works best for you. Right. So whether it be Screencastify or whatever it works, there's a lot of different ones. Flip, right? And then mm-hmm. you can just add puzzle. 
Screencast-O-Matic is kind of the very similar thing. You're now just going to be able to use interactive quizzes. That, in, yeah, I, Screencast-O-Matic was the first screencast software I've ever used. Dusting it and off. That was, um, and it's always been fine. It's always been Correct. great. Um, I just got more tied into Screencastify um, over the years, but mm-hmm. Screencast-O-Matic is... If that's what you like, use it. Yep. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, this it, it, it depends on, on a comfort level for, for everyone. So uh, same kind of thing when we talk about video with Loom, right? Loom. Loom. Loom is another thing that people are like, what is Loom? L-O-O-M. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have now automated transcripts for every video, uh, which can be very beneficial uh, for, for our ELL learners. Um, and there's a lot of different things that Loom is doing you can stitch together uh, multiple looms, combine them to create different virtual presentations. You can update those old videos with the latest information and have custom intros and, and everything like that. So if you're interested in a, another kind of video recording uh, application on the mm-hmm. web, Loom, L-O-O-M, is something you could definitely check out. And, I, I, and the nice thing is these ad tech companies keep updating stuff. I do want to check out the automated transcripts. That, that sounds correct. Yeah. Even that's, on a free plan. Yeah. That's, that's huge because we know a lot of people could have challenges with that. We, we've had a lot of people wondering about the Google translate and how do I translate things lately? So that could definitely help. Right. And I think as more people are working in that digital space, um, that's why we're, we're, we're helping them with a lot of these areas more and more. And, you know, kind of tying back to everything that we've been talking about in this episode where we had a lot of video and streaming and, all these tools to, to make a more seamless experience. Um, it, it is flashy, but it's right. more than that. If you think about trying to reach all of your learners, being able to use tools that have these certain features available, like translations or closed captioning or um, being able, like like using the, the, the Prezi video player or the new soon-to-come-out Google thing, right. immersing that video into your actual presentations, you're really looking at furthering um, your your efforts at really looking at UDL, yeah, uh, the Universal Design for Learning, and providing multiple means for different things for your students. So, you know, being comfortable using some of these tools and knowing what they are capable of, and a lot of these tools, they have it built right in. I mean, I know Flip has an immersive reader built yep. right in. We have these transcripts already make coming in um, the translation features. So, um, you know, it's always like, well, I could stand there in front of the class and I can do it. Um, and that's effective for some, but it may not be effective for all. Right. So rethinking of how I'm balancing my blended environment between my physical space in my classroom and my digital space and what I can provide more in my digital space will make you maybe a little curious to go down the uh, rabbit hole with some of these tools. And that's the thing. The, the tools just because we're announced, you know, sharing this information and it doesn't mean you have to use them all. No. We're just trying to give the broad audience an overview of what's available. You have to don't just cause it's the new shiny thing doesn't mean to use it. Mm-hmm. Use what works, use what you're comfortable with, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. And as you continue to grow that digital learning space and set it up the way you want, you may find certain applications are better for certain times of the year and projects and so forth versus others. So, uh, just keep that in the back of your mind as you're starting to look at all these things. Uh, say, will this help improve my workflow in an efficient and effective manner? 
or is this just going to bog me down and get me or my students frustrated? So just keep that in the back of your mind. So I'm looking a little bit more about that loom with the transcriptions. You can search for videos by what was mentioned. So it searches your transcriptions and you can find the videos. You can jump to the right spot by clicking on a word in the transcript. Yeah. And then you can watch with closed captions that you can drag around the video. That's that's pretty powerful. That is powerful. powerful. Yeah. So definitely check out Loom. Uh, another thing we talked, uh, want to talk about is quizzes. 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 We haven't done much with quizzes in a while, but they have a new quiz editor. So there's uh, multiple different types of questions available on the new quiz uh, editor. Uh, some are obviously only available with uh, premium plans, um, but multiple choices included uh, if you're uh, about using... Uh, multiple choice, I just, fill in I the just blanks. I used quizzes two days ago. It was there you great. Go. Yeah. So it's still, you know, uh, it's just a different format of um, Quizalize and Kahoot and all the other ones. So uh, remember Plickers? I, nah. Plickers has upped its game. Plickers We is should awesome. talk about Plickers Next week. at some point. Next week we'll talk about Plickers because that's, that's a long conversation that we can definitely go into because it is, they've improved. They have. As simple as that. But uh, getting back to quizzes, you know, there was our off the rails moment. Uh, multiple choice, fill in the blanks, match um, it, are it, there. It's almost like um, quizzes has put in templates like Neopod and uh, Pear Deck, Pear Deck into it. their quizzes. That's exactly what they're doing. They're all trying to up their game, these ed tech companies, because they do listen to the educators and the users to to make things better for, for all of us in our teaching environment. So, um, all right, uh, we're not going to get to much more. That's it. I think we are going to have to uh, wrap up um, – uh, the the episode. I did want to talk real quick, Dan, about Sticker Mule. So we're big fans of stickers. Remember, use the sticker request if you want a sticker. Definitely use that. So Sticker Mule. This is just mind blowing in the sense, right? That and they're, they're basically um, in northern New York, mm-hmm. right? They're in the Amsterdam area, I believe. I think so. But. Big fan. You can get Mule sauce, right? We talked about that. <laughs> the the sauce, but basically Sticker Mule allows you. You can just upload any kind of sticker, and they have more than just stickers. But this is where they started, right? Um, I mean, they have everything: floor graphics, mailers, labels, keychains, Mule sauce, like I said. So basically, Sticker Mule now. You used to have to create your own sticker somewhere, but now they have Studio, Sticker Mule Studio, where it's a 100% free design tool that allows you to build a design in minutes and have it ready for print immediately. You don't have to, you know, they have a proofing queue and, and everything for delivery, but you can then have them printed immediately. Now, if you don't follow them on Twitter, definitely follow them on Twitter. They always have all kinds of good deals. They always uh, have specials. So if you're big into your own sticker... Right. And Bitmoji, whatever. And, you know, just to support, you know, encouragement for the students, you can get your own stickers to, mm-hmm. to print. You can get an Adventures in Tech podcast sticker. Do it. Uh, Still out the request form. That's it. So magnets, you know, but the stickers, you know, are, are great for your students. And this makes it easy. Just a good incentive, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they, they're just they're really cool. They're, they get back to you right away. Uh, and they're local, so you want to support the local companies in the in the New York area uh, as well. At least for us, it's local. We know everybody's worldwide, but in New York, StickerMule.com. So, other than that, Dan, final thoughts. Um, got it, got it, perfect. Once again, thank you for all your <laughs> thank support. Thank you, everyone, listening on all the platforms, leaving us those reviews, questions, comments, suggestions. Please reach out. Tech Card, work smart, live in adventure. 
find Andrew on all socials at A Nicola Tech and Dan at WCSD Tech DR. 